0: You're listening to a Bellingcat Discord server stage talk titled The Secretive World of AI Pornography. This week we were joined by Bellingcat researcher Kalina Koltai. She is an expert in how socio-technical systems influence the decision-making of social groups with a PhD from the University of Texas School of Information. She's also previously worked at the Center for an Informed Public at the University of Washington. Now at Bellingcat, her focus is into online ideologies and her latest research has been into the phenomenon of AI girlfriends and AI sexual content. In the Discord stage talk, Kalina spoke about why she started looking into this area and why she feels so passionately about doing more research slash speaking for regulation on this topic. A small content warning. In the discussion, we referenced child sexual abuse material and the death of a child, as well as revenge porn. You can find links to Gleena's research in the description of this podcast. The talk was hosted by me, Charlotte Ma on Thursday, the first of February, in the Bell and Cat Discord server. Welcome to this week's Bell and Cat Discord Stage Talk. Uh, non-consensual sexual deepfakes have been in the headlines this week, as faked, explicit images of Taylor Swift went viral. For many, this type of exploitative content was a new concept, but for Bellingcat researcher Kalina Koltai, who joins us today, it is a trend she's been following for a while. Kalina joins us today to discuss the AI porn industry and the platforms set up to profit off them. In late November, Kalina published research on a US artificial intelligence company that was collecting money for a service that can create non-consensual pornographic deepfakes using financial services company Stripe which bans processing payments for adult material. After joining the community, the Discord community, may I note, fostered by the company for creation of these images, she discovered references to child sexual material being created and distributed, and non-consensual generated images of celebrities and real women being shared. This kind of generated material has sadly recently led to the death of a young girl in London, which we will also speak to during the course of this talk. As Kalina talks, Please put all of your questions in the chat. Uh, I'll, I'll ask them as we move into the Q&A section. Um, so please put them in the chat and I'll be moderating that. Thanks so much for coming, Cleena. Uh, the stage is yours. Thanks so much to have me here,
1: Charlie. I am uh, excited, which feels like sometimes a weird word to say when you're talking about an uh, icky topic that you're excited to talk about the topic. Um, but this is obviously a really important topic that's happening today. And, and, uh, I, I'm thrilled that it is getting so much more attention because it's something that has been awful, uh, awful stuff happening, occurring at sometimes, uh, different corners of the internet. And we like to think they're in these like dark shady quarters where you have to go on the dark web, but no, you can go in their websites. You could access easily, uh, where you can create this content and, uh, find this content. Um, So let me me start from the beginning before I uh, kind of just derail myself, because there is so much to cover and talk about, and I feel like I can just go a million miles a minute talking about it. Uh, Well, I hope everyone's having a good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, depending on where you are. Uh, And... I want to talk a little bit first about some of the initial research we did and we published on in November, um, which we were looking at a company that we found to be based here in the U.S. where I am, but actually had like incorporation in the U.K. Um, And obviously with a lot of stuff that you see on the Internet, there's some really clear borders. Um, At first, we kind of started looking into this topic of uh, AI girlfriends. Uh, Actually, on like a little bit of a whim, I was scrolling Twitter and someone said they found a popular influencer and that she had not disclosed that she was actually using AI images. Uh, But I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I wonder how many people on Instagram are using AI images of themselves or other women pretending to be someone that they're not. Um, And I, I started digging into this topic. Um, and Charlie's there too, because I actually talked to Charlie a little bit about this topic uh, last year. Uh, I started getting uh, questions like, man, how are all these people creating these images? There are, you know, dozens of hundreds, sometimes thousands, if you think about it, um, people who are using, uh, not just Photoshop, but like using AI technology uh, to create uh, new images, sometimes edited versions of themselves or completely new women. And the seemingly the barrier to entry and creating this content was drastically uh, dropping at a speed that we had not anticipated. I think when it comes to like visual media. Uh, so I started looking into the tech component and very quickly, a company's name kind of started consistently popping up, which was one called AnyDream. Dream. Uh, I sorry, went out and checked out their site. And uh, found that they had a Discord community. Um, um, and also what they still have, um, and it's still up, unfortunately, is they have something called a Discover section on their website in which uh, you can go there uh, and view all the images people are creating and um, publicly sharing. So people are electing to share these images publicly on any dreams website. Um, including their prompts. So I think the goal of the developers, people who own this would be like, oh, you can see the images and what kind of like words and terms people are using to generate the images, um, but then use that to build off it. Or you see this image, you're like, oh, i want to take this image, but then do a little bit of something different with it. So this can work really great in um, a community that is not necessarily steeped in um, non-consensual uh, sexual imagery. Uh, but if you're like, oh, you know, I want to make images around like making these animals or something like that. Um, but when we come to the uh, uh, idea that you're making images of women who are not just made up women, not completely AI women, uh, but women that are actually based within real people. Um, and uh, one of the particularly unique features of Any Dream is some other um, components is that you can upload the face of anyone. Um, so like you could upload, uh, like our, <laughs> our founders, Elliot Higgins face, um, or you can, uh, upload the uh, Taylor Swift face. You could upload the face of your, uh. Your neighbors, um, and or anyone that you know—a like celebrity, real, whoever—and um, then generate images of them and uh, uh, sexual images of them, generate pornography, and it worked really well. And that's the thing; like, there was uh, as with any sort of AI image technology, sometimes a little bit funny about it, but actually it worked pretty well. So uh, immediately, I saw this like then we got to focus on this company. And while they were trying really hard, I think to be secretive, uh, I think people they people get cocky; they don't realize. Uh, how much information they're sharing about themselves so that people uh, care about this, right? There hasn't been very much scrutiny on the companies and the communities that are... Uh, focus on this like i'm creating it um i have joined (laughs) plenty of discord communities that are generating this content for different companies that's just one of them Um, and people are really bold they try using a pseudonym but um with a a little bit about um, some OSINT skills you can usually figure out who's behind the certain pseudonym because people like to use it consistently uh so one other company, a much smaller one um that I was looking into and I I'm actively in one of their Discords, uh they, you know, this guy who's one of their devs slash their owner uses the same username across all his profiles, which made it very easy to find like his GitHub, his name is like you know, if you use the same profile image and username across it, it becomes very easy. Um but it's, I'm derailing. Uh so what we uh decided to look at is not just obviously look at this community in which we found you know, um, not just, like, the sharing of, like, AI-generated non-consensual imagery, but, like, I think the act of, like, sort of encouragement of it. They had channels completely dedicated to sharing those images, and seemingly really no pushback when it came to showing images of celebrities, of real people. Um, You would have users very clearly say, hey, I made nudes of my wife's friend. Here they are. Um, I've made nudes of this person. But there was. From the community, they did not seem to really approve of CSAM, which is good, but there is so little work. Like, whenever someone would question um, the the devs or the owners about saying, hey, you know, hey, keep finding CSAM. Hey, there's really disgusting stuff here. Hey, do something about it. And he really was doing the bare minimum and kind of was like, oh, I'm just going to leave it for someone else's problem. I'm not focused on that. So um, it is, uh, I was really, it still is a unadvisable company. Uh, after we published the story um because we found that uh they were uh hiding their payments so one thing that they were doing to disguise their payments from stripe was uh they would use a redirect so if you click to say oh I'm going to pay um a another sort of site like a loading uh window would come up for it very briefly and if you will look at the address bar it would change the name of the website and then it would say like stripes payments and this whole screen and you would see that it wasn't being processed by imagery but it was being payment from some other site, and not only does this give protection to um, people who are purchasing it because it doesn't show up like you're buying tokens or coins to use a um, AI generation service, uh, but it also hides from Stripe, who had no idea. Um, because right after, like when we started contacting Stripe for comments about it, uh, immediately, like within the hour after we contacted Stripe their payment system got shut down. So Stripe took it very, very seriously, which is great on Stripe. Um, and later after the fact, uh, one of my friends contacted me about it and she was like, hey, I, I didn't know this at the time, but like her husband had re- uh, was working at Stripe or still is working at Stripe. And she was like, I think I could have like gotten it shut down for you if you just let me know. Uh, they take it very seriously, <laughs> so good on strike for taking it seriously. Uh, but of course, there's ha- there's no way for them to really they know without like going and investigating that these are are um, you're using a redirect to masses payment, which uh, can be a really common way to mass payments from these kind of providers. We just set up another website, and it seems like payments are going through that website. Um, they also were very bold to be like, "Hey, you can just PayPal me. Here's my like personal PayPal address." Um, and it took us a while, but uh, we did eventually get PayPal to also agree to like shut down those accounts. Um, there is definitely a variance in response time from some of these financial companies um, for our financial payment processors, uh, even though this very clearly breaks the rules. Um, and also, for example, there uh, the websites being hosted through uh, Squarespace contacting contact Squarespace, say, like, hey, this violates your policy on adult content. There is very clearly adult content being hosted on Spare- Squarespace. Websites love Squarespace, haven't done anything. Um, and so uh, when we talk about and think about the, the public pressure that's happening right now, um, you know, there's talk about new legislation, um, there's uh, public outcry. And I'm like, this is great because... Uh, me sitting here at my keyboard and telling y'all is just part of that, uh, process. It is, uh, getting upset at people who are in in positions to actually do something, uh, beyond me reporting on it, uh, beyond bellycat writing stories. It's how we're going to actually, I think, institute some change when it comes to, uh, putting pressure on, uh, systems like it, be it the payment processor, because we could address the issue of payment, um. You know, it, cuts, it, it really uh, incentivize people. Um, now, it's always possible to go to crypto, but a lot of people still don't want to necessarily want to do the crypto. It's much easier to just say, take your credit card, use PayPal, use one of these mainstream um, payment providers. Um, the other thing is we can push them off to other parts of the internet. So it's not just like an easily found thing on, you know, um, social media platforms on through Google search. You know, these uh, services, uh, dream and other ones, are being used to generate Hundreds, thousands, and sort of like almost incomprehensible amount of non-consensual adult imagery, and uh, most arguably, I, I doubt that the the I can I can guarantee you uh, I'd be willing to bet money that it's overwhelmingly women who are being targets, and uh, I think unfortunately, unfortunately, not everyone who is above the age of eighteen who are targets, and I think that is the really tricky part because even when I go to some of the tele- Telegram groups that are directed to it, these groups are. Huge. Some of them, like the smaller ones, have uh, for her services that are paying for this on the small end, have like 10, 15 thousand people in it. On the larger end, the largest group I've seen on Telegram has eight hundred thousand people in a singular channel dedicated to the creation of this to pay for it. Eight people. That's more Twitter follows Twitter followers than but like, it's like one of the largest telegram groups I think I've ever seen. Um it is huge. And so um this is a problem, I think, that uh you know, people will say, like, oh, we've had Photoshop for a really long time. How does this change anything? Uh it's just sometimes people will go and, and talk about it. like, first of all, yes, we've had Photoshop. But think about the ease point Photoshop's expensive. You can of course they don't a copy. There's other sort of knockoffs out there. But the, the barrier to entry on creating a convincing bit of um non-consensual intimate e- media was much higher uh five years ago. You know, it, in the past like year, you know. 12, uh, 18 months, things have changed dramatically, um, and that barrier to entry, the barrier and the ease of it, right? You don't even need to be that sophisticated and creating AI, uh, imagery, right? You know, you can go and use something like, um, mid journey or, um, any of the other, uh, platforms, um, sample diffusion, uh, and sort of just play around with it and create it. You can, heck, you can even go into bank. You know, even my father, who's 80, uh, could probably figure out how to generate a basic image. Uh, and so really think about it. It becomes uh, incredibly easy to create um, these kind of content and then people figure out how to get around it. People have not figured out the great way to go around modifying um, or, uh, you know, really about how to moderate these spaces well, because, you know, you know that you can write a name like Taylor Swift. And if you want to ban the word Taylor Swift, you can put uh Singer that looks like Taylor Swift, and sometimes that'll work. Or you misspell Taylor Swift slightly, and the, the system knows. Oh, I think you're trying to misspell Taylor Swift, and it still works. Or you put in the word like singer and and between it and break it up into your. Or if they're really lazy, you do lowercase, then it works. Like it is. There's so people are a <laughs> haven't thought enough about moderation. Two are lazy, and three people are really smart and figuring around moderation. Some of my other previous work just looked at how communities got around moderating systems, and humans are really really smart at figuring it out um so it's it's something that we need to be really proactive we can't be just reactive like right now we're reacting to this image being generated because like that's that out there but i can tell you that those images about taylor swift i mean not those specific ones but ai non-consensual intimate imagery of taylor swift and you know thousands of other women are being generated daily and have been for months years um i think it is uh, what I think. It's also a little disheartening that it, it takes like a, you know a giant global um, pop superstar to do it. But I'm I glad in the sense because if something actually happens, I, I it's it's going to be really uh, frustrating if nothing does happen. And I think we need something on a global scale. We talk about legislation of who is responsible. You know, it, it's not just supposed to be just on one country. Um, I think there does need to be pressure on obviously the services that are doing this payment processors who are allowing it to kind of continue on to accept payment um, people who are uh, sharing, disseminating that content there's needs to be restrictions in the similar way we think about CSAM, which is um, child sex abuse material. Uh, We, you know, globally, like most countries have really strong rules and regulations around it. We are still behind on AI CSAM, we are definitely behind on um, deep fake content and non-consensual deep fake content because our legislation is slow. Things need to happen. So legislation is slow everywhere. We know technology outpaces it. Um, And uh, I feel like I'm going on and on about this. Um, Let's see. What else about this? Uh, I think there are, as far as like how, where these spaces are, it it is literally, I think, um, It doesn't take that long to find it. There are forums dedicated to it. You can find discords dedicated to it. Uh, You can find it on on Twitter. Um, (laughs) You know, I was just searching, uh, like there's a recent report from Graphica, I think. Um, I might have to pull up the link. Uh, but Graphica did a recent short report on um, referral links and sort of the rise of that space. And I think they saw like it just in 2023, so last year, something like a 2,600,000% increase in referral links for this kind of content just on Reddit and Twitter, um, which is like skyrocketing high. Um I think people are also really just I think unabashed with the people who are creating this. It's like people don't care. Like I was kept following the um any dream community space after they moved to Telegram and I like kind of like lurk in their Telegram. And they were just like f- they felt like they were being discriminated. Like literally they said we're being discriminated against because uh we got kicked off Stripe and we got kicked off Discord. They don't understand us, we're not doing anything wrong, we just have to stick to Crypto for now because you know people don't understand what we're doing and grant and remember this is the community of people where that's generating this content and some people are like oh i don't understand what my discord got. like i wasn't the one creating the celebrity content but you're in there like some of the mods were upset and it's like the the community people are, and they are, are uh, really unabashed, and these are people from sort of all walks of life there are people all over the globe um, I, I don't think that many people who are really actively in that space feel like guilty about it because that's what they're saying in those spaces. Um, so I think it is a, I don't know how many, <laughs> uh, uh, how pervasive, um, this ideology is becoming, but you know, it, it is overwhelmingly women who are victims of this and, um, overwhelmingly the men who are in those spaces don't see that as like an issue. Um, I will say there is sort of a room and space. There are, say, women who use AI technology um, because they themselves are consenting to it. They're making AI um, images of themselves. And that's a very different thing, right? There are, um, that's the consensual commit overwhelmingly this kind of content and this type of, not te- this type of technology, it is non-consensual. Women are not consenting to it and overwhelmingly targets. And oftentimes the onerous is on the woman. So like for the Eddie dream example, um, when we were questioning them about like uh, the kind of content and the non-consensual imagery of like the women who are real women and people were using their names and I was able to Google them and find them incredibly easily uh, on, on the site. And they're like, the. it is then up to that woman to, A, find out that images of her are being created and then contact some brand and developer, some brand guys running a website being like, hey, there's all these images of me that I didn't agree to. And then hopefully those images get taken down versus like this guy who's making, still making those images, posting the images of, of this woman on Twitter, on Reddit, on everywhere. And, uh, and it's on her. It's on the woman to ask places to stop and you know that's it's unfair no one i would hate like imagine how hard that would be to go on like, the internet and suddenly see fake nudes being made of you like you read the stories like there's this case in spain that made huge news in september last year because they were using um one of these ai services um and it was high school boys who were targeting their their female classmates and so like the, even though the boys themselves ranged from ages 12, to 14, the, the girls in question were aged, ranged from 11 to 17. You yeah, know, so they are all minors involved. And so, you know, I think the, assuming these boys, <laughs> you can't just say boys will be boys because they thought, they thought there was nothing wrong with creating a group in which they made these images of their classmates, share those images. And then even some of the kids uh, ex- tried to extort their high school classmates saying like i have these fake images of you send me money send me other fake nudes of you or send me other news of you others i'm going to share these around and huge outcry Whitman are like, minors girls are at the at the core of this that company still up and going no consequence uh and i i think there's there's Things need to be done. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it there. That's kind of like a terrible story to end it on. But like, I, I think I've made such huge news and absolutely nothing happened except, you know, a bunch of girls being victims. Um, and, you know, we could talk a little bit about like ideology, ideology, what makes a teenage boy want to do that. But I think we're making it okay. There's no consequence besides a slap on the wrist. There's no consequence to the companies that are happening. Um, something needs to change.
0: Thanks, cleaner. Thanks for explaining that. Um, Maybe one of the mods could uh, put your piece of research in the chat. I think that would be really useful, mods, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're out there. Um, Thank you so much. You can feel your passion for this topic uh, coming through the screen. Um, And I think it's a topic that all of us should be highly passionate about. Uh, We've had some really interesting questions while you've been talking uh, coming into the chat, including discussions on what we can do about this problem. But I first wanted to um start with uh question because I think it uh relates to a lot of what you were saying um They were mentioning that uh in film class they were taught that before releasing any media of any people who starred in projects they had to get them to sign media consent and release forms um how come AI generated pornographic content isn't in the same area is is it possible nowadays to kind of own your own image in this kind of social media world and is kind of consent, uh, possible in terms of this kind of, uh, AI generated, uh, pornography?
1: Um, you know, we see people share images of other people all the time without their consent, you know, like, gosh, I remember even when This is, like, first resort, but, like, even on, like, my Instagram, I remember I shared, like, a photo of me from, like, a Halloween costume, so my face is covered, but I remember I posted this on Instagram, and someone who followed me took my photo and reposted it as if it was her, without, like, attributions, it's like, that was her Halloween costume, and I was like, what, (laughs) who does that, why does this woman who I knew reposted my photo thinking I wouldn't see it, and, you know, I didn't say anything at the time, um, But I think there's obviously been a issue with just like culturally on the internet of lack of attribution. Um, I think we're, we're as you know, sort of like cultural practices, we're getting better about that. Um, But I think that the difference I think is that with, you know, film uh, is you do have a consent form there because you're you're actively aware that someone generally is filming you. You know, when you, um, with the exception of general, somebody's those reality shows where they like to the film you and they're hidden and then they ask for consent forms later on. If someone doesn't sign it, then they blur it. Um, there is something like that kind of like active act happening uh, versus you post something on the internet um, anyone can then like, you know, screenshot it, download it, carry it, and then post it. And you just don't know. And I do think we need to get better about that attribution because, you know, this, that work goes beyond just, you know, obviously the AI space, it goes beyond, it goes into thinking about like, uh, just photographs that people have, um, copyrights that people own. Um, I have, I did see one, um, AI porn site that uh did try to be a little better. I, I don't remember which one it was, but they did have this thing where like if you wanted to upload a face, you could only do your own face and you had to like show like proof of like ID or something. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I haven't seen anyone else do that. So therefore you're sent to because you proved that this is my face and they were like very stringent, like we have the technology to do it, but we only want people who prove it's them <laughs> to do it, which is one way of doing it uh, when we come to AI generation. Um component if you're presented to your own imagery but i think it's something that we haven't uh even really big be- like there, there's no one i think incentivized to really work on that component right now because uh you know that takes time it takes effort it's difficult it's a hard problem um and there's there's no one forcing people to to do that right now you know i think like even think about something as far as like the development of, of vehicles like uh <laughs> there was a time in this space when we didn't have brake lights and one car company decided, like, we're going to do this problem because we see this issue. We're going to put in the time extra to develop a brake light system and then everyone adopted it afterwards. And that there's a that's a very shortened version on the history of brake lights, which I know sounds like, why are you talking about that history of car development here? But we think about tech development um, and taking the time and the money and the investment of a technology that actually then ends up benefiting people everywhere about it. Um, and so I think there is a bit, there's something we can think about consent. Um, I know that's when we come to think about like SAG-AFTRA and um, the Writers Guild and all those protests we had in the U.S. about um, in relation to also like AI, like people consenting to their voice, their images, um, the videos on themselves being used in AI technology. That is another component of it. Um, and I think if we push towards this idea of like, what are we consenting to? Um, I think that would be a healthier space because there's lots of people out there who wouldn't want to consent to their images being used. There's a lot of artists out there who don't want to consent to their images being used in AI generation. Um, I think consent is a good thing. And and I think a lot of companies are against that because it is uh, costly it is prohibitive. Uh, it lessens your model if people don't consent to their images being used in an AI generation model. Um, it is it's a hard problem that I think people don't want to tackle because they're not incentivized to tackle it.
0: You uh, highlighted how popular uh, AnyDream was as a, a server in a community. Um, the other platforms you've come across, um, in terms of uh, um, the majority of them. Do the majority of them have this access to kind of upload your own photograph, upload other people's photographs? Do the majority of them have that feature? And are all of the platforms you've come across fairly popular? Is AnyDream kind of um, something unique uh, that you decided to look into?
1: AnyDream I thought was particularly unique because I thought their uh, Discord community was particularly gross um and they're unique in the component that they had like this active they called their discover section they can go onto their website and see images that every other people were generating so you saw just like tons of non-consensual um, adult Im- intimate imagery um that people are like happy to share publicly. And so and um, this is also where you could find like public CSAM. I unfortunately saw public CSAM, like AI generated CSAM just on this, like, like it, it kind of bogged my mind. It's like, why is this like a celebrated component of this website? Um, so I focused on it because it just was like this, there's so much here that was was particularly gross. And there was like very little um, you know, sort of like shame or abash. Like people were very proud to like share their images that they were creating within the Discord as well. Hmm. So that's kind of, like, the reason why. I find that they were probably, like, in the mid-small race, they were kind of, like, startup level. Um, I would level. They're not, like, obviously, to just say some of the, like, mid-jury or, like, other companies are trying to go into that space. Like, there are companies that are, like, much, much, much larger. I picked this one because I think they were kind of a little bit under the radar, but they were coming up, they were, like, on that way up because their their image stuff was, uh, was good, and they were particularly, um, had not been, like, I don't know, stopped or realized that part of the the issue of, of the, the what they were doing was this like non consensual bit because even when you look at some of the like major um uh platforms out there, most of them can become mainstream to be majorly really profitable, realize they cannot do, they should not be doing um non consensual uh, Im- um, intimate imagery, right? So like this AI porn space um is in this sort of like um area where uh, people are trying to figure out how to make money in it and how to like be accepted on platforms. And to be clear, when I talk about this, like the AI pornography, there is a variety of different services on there. There are ones where people are generating and their services is designed where they only generate like from um like text images or you don't say have a consistent character or if a consistent character is like a preset one right so there's ones where you're every like average every image isn't necessarily based on a human person right and that's kind of like towards our, our less um our you know the one the more ethical ones and then there's ones where you can like really based on a particular character you can make uh you, you know upload a particular face you can do face swapping so one of the other components of any dream is like if you wanted to um say how like a photo um, and you want to just uh, replace, like, kind of like, the person's face or make whatever the position. So, kind of copy that photo and have um, a human, your character's face, and do that. So, you want, like, I want this person doing in a much more ethical, like a parkour imaging, or like, I want them to do this really intense imagery that's hard to generate through text, but copy from that image, but I want my face on, or I want this person's face. Um, but oftentimes, that's in this case, not used in a parkour image. There are other adult images that were being used, and um, people replacing their faces on that. Um, and then the, the other bit, there's all these new services that are called, um, sort of a service that meant to like, uh, make nude images. So the case in Spain, um, is from a company that will say you could upload a photo of anyone in like clothing. So these are all like real non-AI images people are uploading and then generating an AI image of that same one, but with that person not wearing clothes. And so there's a variety of different types of services in those, and these services will vary in like cost and popularity and options out there. Um, Like it is... It's pot, it's you know, there's variety of age, like any dreams communities. You know, sometimes like range in like a few thousands. You know, so like their Discord had like I think three, four, maybe five thousand. I can't remember the exact number, if it's in our article. Uh, but like you know, definitely under, I think 10,000 people. Um, but some of the other spaces won't actually. I wonder, if, well, I'm afraid I'm not to switch. A, uh, communities in Discord, I'll, I'll log myself out of this. Uh, but some of these other ones have like, you know, 20,000, some have less. It's it's just people are in different stages of their startup development. Um, and then if you go to like even, because um, Discord's policies are against uh, sharing uh, non essential images. So I think it's pretty bold cool when people are choosing to use a very popular platform and very clearly saying, go to our platform here um and it's against policies so if you go to telegram those communities are much larger because there aren't any rules or regulations on that platform um like uh, there's rules on reddit. reddit has um like pretty strong rules generally on non-consensual um, intimate images and so uh whatever that does gets uh, if you do find something out there you can actually report it and people do generally take it out it, it is frowned upon on that site um as like uh, not just by like community but like as the entire site whole.
0: Um, I want to get on to some of the risks of children and also some of the kind of legislation that could come in, as that's kind of the main conversation in the chat right now in a second. Um, but Emma Miller asked a question earlier that I thought uh, I should put in front of you. They asked, hi, Kalina. I'm also part of a group that has done a lot of research on AI generated NCI, and your story sounds so similar to some sites we found. However, Stripe and some other services didn't respond by taking their access to the payment platform away. Is there any reporting template or key piece of info that you sent them that you think got them to take action so immediately? I'd really appreciate any insight you might be able to share. Um, What would you say to that particular question? Uh,
1: I well, first of all, I'm glad that you're doing the work in that space. Uh, it's great because there are, you know, so many different companies that uh, need set that scrutiny. Um, and I don't know what, Vanessa, we did special. Uh, I, if we can uh, follow up afterwards, I can, I can see if I can get you a copy of like what we did. But uh, essentially, the email that we sent was like, hey, we're reporting on the story. Uh, this is kind of like what we found. Here's the proof that they're using Stripe. Uh, any comments? And then it was taken down. (laughs) We didn't do anything particularly. I think uh, that's just maybe they were responsive. We got the right person who was immediately like, oh, no, this is not good. Um, And uh, generally speaking, I think Stripe will at least uh, take it down once uh, they are alerted of of the nature. Um, Other platforms, it's a little bit harder. Um, So we could definitely, I think, touch base efforts and see what we could do to help uh, encourage Stripe to take action.
0: Great. Uh, so feel free to DM Cleaner afterwards. Um, keep putting your questions in the chat. Uh, we've got about 30 minutes left. Um, I wanted to quickly get on to uh, the risk to children with this type of technology. Um, you mentioned that uh, CSAM material like CSAM was in the server that you uh, were exploring, but you also mentioned the case in Spain. And then recently, there's been a the death of a young girl in, in London. Could you t- tell us a little bit about the London case and um, what kind of risks there are to children and if there's any controls to stop people, stop children generating this kind of imagery?
1: Yeah, uh, the, the case in uh, in London, if, uh, I don't know if so or someone wants to put in um, a link to that article but that hasn't been done already on some of the reporting that's been done on it. Um, but the the quick gist of that is that there was a young girl who was 14 years old who was being bullied. Um and she'd been bullied for a, a strong period a long period of time. I don't remember exactly how many months, but was being bullied. Uh, there was a Snapchat group, I think, that um of like classmates, also other high school boys. Uh, who were making um, images of her, and I think of a few other um, girls in math uh, for school, um, and sharing them and teasing uh, about her. Um, and she, they were making fun of her appearance. That was part of it, and like so, making um, you know non-consensual imagery, making fun of her. I don't know what those images fully depicted, uh, but things and enough that made the situation feel so. Um, uh, horrible to her that obviously she ended up taking her own life and, and part of that is there was already an, obviously an ongoing bullying situation that was happening um but the fact that you're adding on to this level of images that are being ai generated of her um, not central that are intimate of a 14-year-old girl and using it to continue to bully and harass her uh and you know it ended up in this situation that's absolutely awful and i think you know again, high school girls are already a victim of this. Like, I I can't imagine, like, I have, some of my cousins are having kids that are, like, in high school now, which makes me feel, A, very old, but, B, like, they also have cousins who have younger kids who are, like, five, and I can't imagine, like, the future that they're growing up in where, like, you know, in an 80s movie, you'd have maybe someone cut, like, someone's face and put it on, like, someone's body that you might see in, like, in a magazine, and that'd be a way to harass them or something. Like, now, a... A kid could go onto any website, easily spend like, you know, some of these websites do it for like, spend, spend a dollar, you spend know, a few dollars, and here's a ton of credits. You can generate, you know, X amount of many images for like a few bucks very, very, very cheaply. Uh, the barriers of financial entry on this, very low. <laughs> and uh, the, the ability to you know, find images, image, like people have images of themselves on the internet. So um, I think as far as stopping kids to do that, uh, I think any kid that's competent to do that can click, easily click a button that says, are you over your teen? And they click yes. Um, you know, that's, that's without a brainer. But um, I, I think there needs to be culturally this conversation we need to have on a large scale. Of like what um, makes it seemingly okay to young boys across the, the world. It's not just in one country, but globally, that young boys feel that it is okay to do this to their to their um female classmates because it's not. And you know, we can we can theorize about uh Andrew Tate, we can theorize about the ideology and sort of the the narratives that are really appealing to young boys, um, and like what kind of point we are culturally where um the objectification and the uh, dehumanizing act of creating fake nude images of other uh, of your classmates, of your friends, of people that you interact with. These are not strangers are doing. The people they know, um, and they're making these images to to bully and harass, to stalk, to threaten. And it's it's happening on this global scale. They're, these are just the stories we know about that have made national headlines. There are about probably hundreds of thousands more cases we don't know about because they aren't making the news. And I think the takeaways that we need to really think about where we are societally, on the uh, acceptability of like AI technology, uh, to accept how acceptable it is to make non-consensual images of other people. Um, and the, uh, of you know, boys relationships to girls. <laughs> there is a lot we need to do on a large scale. And that's, that's probably a lot. We could talk about that. Um, and, and not the amount of time that we have. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, the sharing, uh, in, especially in school settings of non-consensual images of, of girls and uh, kind of revenge porn isn't a, isn't a new concept um, in schools, at least in the UK uh, that I'm familiar with. But now the tools uh, are making it a lot easier, um, particularly without uh, even the, the girls' involvement or any coercion of any kind. Um, which is terrifying. Um, We've got a few questions in about uh, CSAM and reporting on it. Um, Michael, uh, your colleague, uh, has asked, how can someone wanting research slash investigate this do so in a way that protects their mental health and their safety, let alone their sanity? Uh, Prompted to ask this based on you mentioning having involuntarily come across AI CSAM.
1: Uh, That's great um uh, i don't know <laughs>
0: um
1: you know I, I think it's it's tough like i i guess i i have a I don't want to say I'm like i have a high tolerance for awful stuff on the internet but i think i have a higher tolerance than most for awful stuff on the internet because i've been looking at awful stuff on the internet for over a decade now <laughs> um and like professionally <laughs> uh academically uh even longer beforehand like uh, I remember, like, even when I was in high school, not high school, excuse me, when I was in college, uh, I got really into researching um, Storefront, which was uh, the popular, like, neo-Nazi white supremacist, like, forum at the time. Um, created an account, and, like, lurked and, like, uh, you know, did there, and, that was, and I wrote reports on it, and that was back when no one was really talking about Stormfront that I was aware of because I was in college. No one was, you know, anyway. Uh, so I, I've been liking um to, to be an awful place. CSAM, I think it's it, to me. Like, I never wanted to see CSAM. And I, I think immediately when I first started researching this, um, even the AI girlfriend topic, like, I was looking at accounts on Instagram that uh, were doing AI images. And I, like, very quickly, like, within the first, like, 10 minutes of searching, found an Instagram account that... Uh, essentially was promoting the sale of AIC Sam. I and mean, you had to go on their Telegram and they were, you could purchase and subscribe to AIC Sam. Within 10 minutes, I found that. Um, it is, and that, that account had like thousands of followers. Uh, so I think it is unfortunately something that is the very reality is very easily there. If you find it. And as far as protecting yourself about it, I think take breaks. Like when I found it, I like basically threw my phone and like walked away and went on a walk because um, it made me really upset. Uh, but I think, you know, obviously taking mental health breaks, preparing yourself uh reminding yourself like motivated to why I, you do the work. You know, I I, I should be able to look at an awful stuff on the internet because I want that awful stuff to be gone. I want to help people who are victims of that. Um there's like other legal stuff. There is like Organizations that are specifically set up to like look at um, CSAM and AI CSAM. Uh, we were working with the organization, which when we found suspected um, AI CSAM hosted in the Discord server of any dream that the images are still there we could send those on there it's like it gets very tricky some rules there are really strong rules in some countries about CSAM. even like viewing it could be a crime even if you're as a researcher and so there are particular organizations that are designed to look and search for CSAM in a way to actually stop it uh, so i think it's a really really difficult area for like just any, like a, a lot of researchers to go into because there is a legal component to it um so i think working with an organization that already has sort of a legal authority to research to it. Um even though and and my with my goal here, I wasn't specifically trying to research into the AI CSAM. So whenever I did find about it, I I, I reported it, got it. I didn't care. Like I'm not gonna be like some of the stuff that we find I'm like we'll wait until like we're interacting I'm about the report before like contenting authorities. When it comes to CSAM, that's that's an immediate like, needs to sweep stopped right away. Some organizations are going to be better than others. Um, I think, you know, do a little bit of research. I don't know the list off the top ones uh, off the top of my head. Uh, and and it really, I think, be kind to yourselves. So you don't have to do that work there are people doing that work. You don't feel like this duty, this obligation, if that work is really tough to take on, to, to force yourself to do it. I think if I came up to, to like and be like, you know what, guys, I, I just emotionally spent on the topic. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to do it anymore. No one would be like, you have to keep doing it. You know, they'd be like, sure, take whatever you need. Uh, and I think that's an important part. So you don't force yourself to do it. You take the breaks. Uh, you set yourself gold. And then um, also what I would do this, and this is actually a technique I learned from uh, one of our other colleagues that like, I feel silly for nothing about that. Like, if I'm looking at a particular like um, area on the screen or an image, I like literally will take like my, my hand or I'll take like a piece of paper and I'll cover part of the screen. So I don't need to see certain images uh, if I'm like researching a bit. So like on Instagram, I know images kind of pop in a particular area. It's just like preventing yourself from seeing other bits too, like on a visual level. Um, even something like that can be helpful.
0: Thanks. I, you've actually answered a couple of people's questions in that one answer as well, because uh, people are asking about the legal re- repercussions of even searching or viewing CSAM. So you you answered that. Uh, Sarah's put in the chat, who's one of our lovely mods, has said, uh, New York Times looked into this and they built a whole program to prevent them from looking at the imagery itself and read the fingerprint of known images, which is really interesting. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, we've had quite a lot of questions uh, throughout the hour. And by the way, uh, we have 15 minutes left. So if you have any questions, uh, please put them in the chat. Uh, but we've had quite a few questions about uh, some of the countermeasures for AI-based deepfake porn. Uh, clockwork, for example, is a, a good question. At least in the United States, there's a section. 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which basically gives full blanket immunity to tech firms from civil litigation. There's a small gap in this for Foster Sesto, which is meant to hold firms accountable for human trafficking and prostitution rings. Could existing laws like that be used to litigate civil cases regarding AI content that is either illegal or should be? Or do we need new legislation? And is there anything that you've come across that could work in terms of helping uh restrict the distribution of this a couple of people in the chat had mentioned maybe watermark digitally watermarking the images as ai generated but others have disagreed with the effectiveness of that um others have said should this uh kind of content be treated the same way international crime treats uh child porn um what what kind of uh legislation or um moves have you come across or or would suggest uh to any policymakers or change makers listening
1: oh gosh um well I, I first of all i'm not a lawyer so we'll say well very clear this labor uh, that is not what my degree is in um but uh i do think we need new legislation because i think you know like individual states like this will be in the U.S. context because I live in the U.S. Um, and I know this will vary, So, and that's also the other uh, great assault about that. I think you know there is Section there, if I remember really focuses particularly on social like media platforms, and these sites go beyond just like social media platforms and like um, other digital platforms. And like, if my reading of that is like incorrect, please let me know. Um, but I think there does seem to be, I think, really clear legislation because the way that something the legislation has been originally written is not with the intention of what how it's being uh how the internet landscape is today um so as we get as our technology changes um you know oftentimes our legislation needs to change with it now as far as like whether or not you can and can't you know use a particular law like there i i can't speak to that maybe it depends on your lawyer it depends on your judge depends on the case and the circumstances but i think you know we had to you know, a lot of states have like laws against like revenge porn. Um, and if we're not but the uh, but revenge porn essentially is like imagine you're dating someone, um, you create um, a- adult content together, you record yourself photos, images as you would as a couple would do, um, you break up, and then um, after that breakup, one person in, the, in that couple and that re- former relationship decides to share those images online without the consent of the other person. So even though there was equal consent, both parties consented to the images being taken or recorded at the time, um, the other person is now not consented that images being sh- distributed or being used, like, can be used to harass or threaten. So like, you know, get back together or we're going to, I'm going to post it or send this photo to your friends and family. And that's like the idea of like revenge porn. Because, um, and- There are laws against that, uh, but there aren't necessarily laws that are um, designed with AI in mind because these images aren't, uh, some people might argue that those aren't real images or those like didn't exactly happen. Um, You know, there are, um, gosh, there's, I do think we need like strong, clear, you know, sweeping legislation, not just on a state to state basis, um, and I think beyond just the U S of course globally, because the way that sometimes these companies corporate, so the Eddie dream, like they had an incorporation in the UK, but then they were like headquartered here in the U S, but they had like people they were making content of across the world, you know, like people could, anyone could join that community. And so the sort of like borders of where does this responsibility lie needs to be clear because, um, it, obviously these communities are globally spanning, you know, even where we're People are forming their businesses on this. Um, there is, as far as like other like stuff, like the things with the watermarks, gosh, people can remove watermarks. I don't know if that's going to be good <laughs> enough you crop a little bit out or something. Uh, some of these services, if you do like the free version that you get to see like their little logo at the bottom. Um, like without like i don't want to name any of them um that we haven't reported on yet but uh like some of them like also just like automatically just kind of like put their little like they're proud like some of these companies are proud they they automatically just put their little like oh yeah this image is here it was generated on blah blah blah.com they're like what um pay extra to have it removed um so i don't know and i like that there's like this watermarking bit of it i don't know if that's going to be enough i think it's 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 a thought that does some little bit um, But I don't know if that does anything without consequence. Like, I can go on Twitter right now and find, um, like, Nikki Haley is one of the people who are running to be uh, uh, the GOP nominee uh, for the presidential election. And, you know, if I'm finding non-consensual intimate images of her, just like... Not searching for it, mind you. I just find it on the on, on Twitter, uh, just like searching on uh, uh, researching the platforms themselves. And so, like, I think you know, and they're very clearly people are are not um, ashamed. But I think people need more shame. Uh, maybe that's a, a stronger uh, bit. Um, I'm kind of like going all over the place. Uh, I think I forgot a bit of the question here because uh, there was a lot of questions in that. But legislation, I do think we need new legislation. I think we need legislation that needs teeth, not just um, on uh, I think we need legislation for the companies. I need legislation for distributors, people who are producing the content. Uh, We need people, and even if you want to go really hard, people who are like willingly searching out the content and getting to it. Like we think about the strong laws right now about CSAM. Like there's a case in Canada, like I think three years ago, where there was, um, where they did arrest a a guy who was producing AI CSAM, even though there wasn't like strong laws or really explicit laws, I should say, against AI CSAM, the fact that it was still considered CSAM, but they were able to still like arrest that guy um but that's like like when you read articles or reading about it you're like why is there only one guy that's been arrested in the past three years who's generating AIC and when I can go and easily find it unintentionally mind you of looking up AI content uh on Instagram on Reddit on habit but, and platform so like obviously the laws are not there even though they can be applied in a case I think it needs you know but some big task force with some budget that's really dedicated. You know, bring back Dateline, NBC, you know. Uh, <laughs> bring back saying, like, hey, please have a seat here. and Let's talk about you generating all this AI content of my or something, you know. What was the Dateline, uh, NBC? Um, that's Predator. Uh, so you might know what I was talking about. But uh, bring that guy
0: back. Great. <laughs> <laughs> We to answer it. Uh, so people in the chat <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's also uh, as researchers, kind of it's kind of that question, what kind of impact can my research, can my uh journalism have in this particular space? And I think that's why at Bellingcat uh, with yourself, you know, we decided to contact Stripe, we decided to flag it to the payment companies and to the company the social media companies or the spaces that they had these communities because you can hit them in their wallet right that's an easy way to kind of help stop the practice of the company enabling this to a point um and it has had a, a little bit of an effect on AnyDream, hasn't it do you want to speak a little bit about uh, how they've how your work has impacted their progress
1: yeah it was uh great right. i i love making their days miserable um <laughs> so after uh in the course of leading up to publishing and then of course after publishing uh actually i kept a document of like out stuff that happened because i uh wanted to make sure we, we kept records of that impact uh, but um stripe cut off their, their payment processing um discord kicked them off reddit kicked them off of their other uh, subreddits uh, uh uh people's accounts got banned so some of the moderators accounts the owners people that this, they didn't just like lose the discord they lost their discord accounts um the uh paypal eventually kicked them off uh they basically lost all of their processing then they tried to go um and uh pivot if you will uh to a site called FanView. and so FanView is like sort of like one of those like creator sites where you could like pay uh, like a subscription fee or pay like to like pay to get access to content, but they were wanting to use this. People pay for van fan view and then um, they would get tokens in return through proof of those purchases. And uh, we contacted FanView, and we actually got like an email back from, I think like their CEO saying like, Oh my gosh, this was not okay. This finally, they were like, they, they, do adult content They adult content is on their platform but because they were like trying to like hide what like they didn't consent to like what any dream was doing so even this adult platform was like no and they kicked those guys off right away um we uh so basically like every time they try to do something um it was to get another payment thing we were like on them and we just emailed the new provider they went to and be like this is what they're doing the provider was like Oop, no we are not touching that um and so right now you can only pay with crypto and unfortunately, crypto is much, much harder because it's so um, unregulated and it has so much anonymity. Uh, but it did take pestering. Like we had to pester PayPal a ton before PayPal took action. Um, send them multiple emails, Had other places like encouraging. But like, unfortunately, I think for most large major payment processors, once it's brought to their attention, they usually are like, it's not a good sign for us, especially when we are coming to them for comments. Uh, most the comments we get are all very generic. Like we don't approve of this kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, if we're very exposed to like, here these accounts, like here's the thing that's being done and here's all the evidence of it. Um, do you have any comments on that? And then like usually action gets taken down. Um, so I think what was nice is that like the, the digital spaces, um, that these, the people were congregating around to have this community around, we were able to shut down um, the, the, all major prominent processors with the exception of crypto. We got, all got those t- taken down. Once they tried to like divert to, we got those taken down. Um, and like their, um, community I think is only has like 300 people in it. So much, much, much smaller than what they had in those other spaces. Um, it's seemingly really a lot of issues because a lot of people don't want to pay and use crypto and the guys are doing a terrible job. Um, you know, I think it is, uh, that's like sort of the best case scenario which i know is awful because i could still go on there and people are still sharing content there are people who are still making non-consensual images that i would want uh i unfortunately can't really go on that one's behalf to say like she doesn't want this i need her like i need the the, the woman themselves to also like message that but like that's like a huge burden to ask uh people to be like go on these sites go find images of yourself and then co-report <laughs> that like, it's like that that's that's not a a um a sustainable or practical solution, but that's the, um, I think the impact on that has been great. And it's obviously diminished, but it hasn't stopped it. Uh, I think for now, the power that we have with reporting on it, uh, talk about it publicly, having outcry puts pressure on the large organizations that do have the power on it. And that's great. And I think we need to work towards it just being an absolute no. Like, no, this is just not okay. Yeah, and uh, I think that the fact that um, they're able to still go on currently without any repercussions beyond uh, losing their um is it's not enough. Um, it's like it will be a little bit sort of like pet peeve of that will continue to go on until like they are gone and dead. <laughs> Obviously, we were able to really, really stall their operations. Like the amount of images that are being shared before to their Discord to now has decreased, and increased like, I don't have a particular number because so I wasn't counting. how I mean, images are being generated daily. But, like, obviously it's decreased because, like, their numbers are not the same it would be on Telegram. They, uh, it's hopefully slowly dying out and hopefully it will be gone. And I think hitting them in their wallet, which is where the um, incentive is for these companies and these organizations, is to make money. It costs them time and money to be able to generate the images. And if we if they are not making enough money making it, it will stop. And that is where our power lies, is putting pressure on it. Uh, legislation takes a long time. We want the legislation to happen. Until then, we've got to put pressure on the payment companies to really lock down on this. Crypto does not have enough widespread appeal yet uh, for it to be a long-term, I think, sustainable option. Um, and I don't think regulations have to anytime soon when it comes to, to crypto purchases. So uh, it just, yeah, that's, I, I think...
0: <laughs> the solution
1: unfortunately. Cool. Uh, but our, our work we're doing here is, is meaningful. It, without without the, the academics, without the journalists, without the public, without the people interested in this and pressuring on it, no change happens on a large scale. Like for change to happen it's not just like a couple people are there and talking about it. It needs to be like we're all in it on it. So uh I'm hopefully the same, like, all the photos of stuff it puts a lot more public pressure on it and it doesn't just go away in like a week.
0: Yeah. I mean, the U.S. government has uh, responded to the Taylor Swift stuff this week, haven't they? Um, kind of uh, expressing outrage and, and the want to do something. Um, we are running out of time very quickly, um, but I know that a couple of people in the chat have asked this, and I, I wanted to ask it before we wrap, so perhaps you could give a quick answer and then we will uh, end. Um, what are your biggest fears that this will develop into what What are you most worried about that this will become if legislation or uh more reporting on this isn't done
1: <laughs> uh, that no one to say about it like like it's kind of insane to me that right now the most one of the most wealthy popular famous Wealthy women on the planet, women who's got this namesake, Taylor Swift, has enough, only barely more protections than a 14-year-old girl in England. Like, we just need protections for these women because if it could happen to Taylor Swift, it could happen to a 14-year-old girl, it doesn't stop anyone. Like, in theory right now, no one's stopping someone taking my face and making an image of me and distributing on the internet, and there's no consequences for that. You know, I think if anyone knows a woman in their life... (laughs) They're victim, you know I, I saw someone do this and make uh make images of uh iced tea the other day uh you know um no sorry so it was ice cube not iced um and uh made a bunch of like uh nci to like harass him on twitter like it's not just women who are victims it's it's men too and like it'll oftentimes they'll start off being celebrity men but then it'll be everyone so i think um you it, what, having this go unchecked i like Hate to see a, a a world in which um NCII non-consensual intimate uh, images are so commonplace that anyone could be a victim of it. In the same way that you would call you know put someone's face on like a meme to to make fun of them. it's It becomes so commonplace that you could just like fling around. oh I'm going to make a nude of you and post on the internet just to like because I didn't like what you said. You know, like if it's if, that's kind of like the love word. If, if it's easy enough that a twelve-year-old boy can figure it out it easy enough that probably someone who's like 80 like my dad could like figure it out um, it's it's the fear is that it, it just becomes normal we accept that as that oh that's just something that happens on the internet you, you posted your image there's a picture of you on the internet oh well, now you're a potential victim of of uh, AI and cii and that's just normal and I would hate for that to be considered something that's a normal thing that we see on the internet.
0: Thank you so much for the insightful discussion, Kalina, and for sharing more about your research and kind of the motives behind it. And thank you to everyone who's tuned in today and for discussing solutions to this in the chat. There's some really interesting conversations going on. Feel free to continue talking, um, but we're going to end the podcast there. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks' time uh, with another stage talk. uh, And you'll find this recording on our SoundCloud and on podcast platforms, hopefully, uh, by the weekend. But thank you again, Kalina, uh, for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. And uh, teaser, uh, we will be having an article on something on this topic uh, in the near future. So look out for that.
0: Thank you for listening to the Stage Talk. If you'd like to catch a Stage Talk live where you can ask the guest questions, join the Bell and Cat Discord server by visiting www discord.gg slash bellingcat. The music you've heard is titled Dawn by Newer Self and is courtesy of Artlist.